Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random ghosts. stories. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just naming things in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a cult of ghosts. <laughs> Gun Radio presents Middle Aged and Mediocre. You, you can you want to jump in with the beginning here? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so good at improv. Just let me think for like a couple hours. So the intro just played. Robot sound goes off. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Joel. Welcome back to Middle Aged and Mediocre. Um, I hope I didn't startle you by starting the episode. Normally that's Cash's job, but he's chewing on his beard. Um, but he's, he's, he's here now, beard out of his mouth. Ugh. <laughs> I forgot I had, a uh, beard wax uh-huh. stuff in. Plus that packet of ketchup you put and in there. ketchup. <laughs> yeah. It's my, it's my sucking ketchup. Ugh. <laughs> just around the dad, just like that. Yeah. Uh, That's a tasty again. beard. I did the same thing again. You let me have a taste first. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> no, I'm good now. Okay. I don't want sloppy seconds. I had first taste. <laughs> uh, I would just like to say, uh, real quick, as in a disclaimer for our show, uh, when you listen to our show, please, please come in expecting just the dirt worst <laughs> content. Uh, Expect nothing and you'll still be exactly. disappointed. I just want all of you to have very low expectations yeah. when you listen to us. So we shock you by how good we turn out to be. Yeah, could be better than expected maybe. But that's why I don't start episodes. And that's our <laughs> that's our welcome to all of you this week uh, for another episode of Middle Aged and Mediocre. And we are actually back to talking about murder. Cool. It's been too long. Yeah, it has. We've been... Mothman didn't kill anybody. Mothman, Mothman don't hurt nobody. No. Never has, never will. Uh-uh. We spent a lot of time on that fella. I mean, he killed a dog, I think. I'm not too happy about uh, that. But that's that's circle of life. I guess. Uh. But, you know, take a human. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Step a little bit out of bounds of the circle. That circle, yeah. But I would still be circle of life. He's yeah. an animal. Yeah, we're, we're animals. We're, we're, anim- we're all animals, baby. Yep. We're all mammals. Mothman, if you're listening to this, you know, <laughs> don't kill any more dogs, man. Yeah. Other than that, People only. you do you. But yeah, then we did a fun episode where we just talked about some fun things, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, if you guys haven't listened to that one yet, uh, it's honestly funny, like, it's really funny, I think. Yeah. Like, I know we're, you know, a little... Uh, biased. Biased, yeah. but I really did think... I was... hate myself, so I'm not biased at all. <laughs> and like, for those, for that hour, I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I'm not so bad. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, check that this, one out. This, this guy, I, I, I might be able to get used to him. And then... And afterwards, I can't. We did you listen to the uh, the last episode we did the movie review? Yep. Did you listen to it? What'd you think of it? If you did, I have not, but it sounded great. Okay, <laughs> it's the first one I've actually went through and edited in sound clips. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to listen to that because you yeah. told me about that. Yeah, I so want to listen to that. It's a uh, it's a little, no holes barred, a little bit extra. Oh, good job, Josh. Thanks, man. <laughs> or Cash is your podcast I'm, name. I'm getting better with every episode. Yeah. You know, just doing more and more. 
I'm just staying mediocre, baby. I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to get the uh, the sound to work the way we wanted it, so I figured the least I could do was spruce up the episode a little yeah. bit. But this one, we switched uh, from stereo to mono. I yeah. don't want to get too technical, because I don't know what that means. But you were like, we're going to switch from stereo to mono. And I was like, okay. So hopefully this entire thing uh, isn't just being uh, recorded for no reason. Right <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think we're doing fine. It looks like it on the uh, little audio thing here, uh-huh. Audacity. You still won't let me look at the screen, so I, I don't know. I won't. Well, because I always keep some weird stuff up as yeah. I... You know, like, yeah, I, like blinders on the side of it. Like, I can't even. Yeah. The whole thing's a blanket. If you look You're under it. a blanket right now, and like the blanket's over you, the mm-hmm. microphone, and the screen. And if you lift up the blanket, you know the end scene in the lighthouse? Yep. Or you, or yeah, that's what you're going to get All if right. you lift up the blanket. Cool. Like, you know, human eyes can't, <laughs> can't see this. I'm doing this for you. You're your in protection. your fort? Mm-hmm. You're, you're in a little in my fort. Cthulhu fort. Yep. Uh, I'm here facing the wall like always. <laughs> like Blair Witch movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go check out the No Holds Barred review. I'm going to. It's a good one, too. Uh, if you guys, uh, we talk about, it's the Hulk Hogan movie. Uh-huh. So that piece of garbage. I made a little intro, I made a little uh, title sc- image of it Aww. with our faces. Yeah. So that turned out really well. I was Zeus. You were Zeus. You were Hulk Hogan, finally. I think you should get the J. <laughs> you like that? In your head, yeah. I had a, when I was a younger man, I had the sideburns that went up and around my ear. So I kind of had like a oh. upside down, backwards J. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And I had it for one day and went to work at Bob Evans. And my manager was like, you can't walk around. Like, I had him <laughs> dyed red, too. He's like, you can't work here like that. I was like, why not? Like, I didn't get it. Well, I mean, you had that hair when you interviewed, right? No. Oh. Like, I like, technically at Bob Evans, you couldn't even have facial hair or anything. But I always, like, kind of had side, mm-hmm. shaved my head and just had sideburns. Like a weirdo. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let's shave him. <laughs> let's, like, cut it, you know, around my ear and... Dye it red, and that'll be fun. We've all done dumb things with our with our hair. Mine was yeah. green once. Oh, nice. That was awful. Mine was stupid. Yeah, I, I think I went blonde right before I shaved it. Mm. So I was, you know, that's weird to think of you with blonde hair right, well, or hair. Any hair, yeah. Yeah. Do you have dreams where you have hair? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want hair. Like I'm good being bald. Like I'm fine with it. You know, some guys can pull it off. You yeah. Know, me. Yeah. But I still have dreams. Like we all have <laughs> hair. <laughs> And it's just like it's so flowing and long. And like in my dream, I'm like, oh, I'm not bald. This is the best. And I don't wake up sad. But I just wake up I'm like, oh, yeah, that was another hair dream. <laughs> Grab the dream diary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I've ever. Oh, I don't think I ever have. It's kind of like phantom limbs, you know. Right. I don't know <laughs> where you lose an arm, but you can still feel it there. I'm not sure how well of a of a self image I have of myself when I'm in my dreams. Um, like I know it's me. Yeah. But I don't think I can actually put details to it. Like yeah, you don't see yourself. You're just right. seeing everything else around you. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. You know, so you're looking in the mirror. I think. I think it's just I like I know it's I really have hair. Like it's an all. Like I can feel it the way I move my head around. You know. I mean, <laughs> you can actually. Yeah. Man, I think you really want hair. <laughs> I don't think you're as fine with the ball look as you think you are. Look. Like, you just have to be fine with stuff. Because okay? uh-huh. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. What you're it. thinking is settling. I'm not going to get, Accepting. like, a, I'm not going to get, like, a wig or, like, a hairpiece or anything. I really wish right then you would have pulled off your <laughs> <Yeah>. beanie. <laughs> I turned around behind me. I was like, what? Is your hair sneaking up on me? Ah. Uh, so, hey. Uh... <laughs> 
Is that the episode? What are we even doing? I don't even know. What even is this show? Oh, hey, I'll tell you what we're doing. Uh, we're back. We're back, baby. We're going to do a listener-submitted story. I'm going to read you a story that our buddy uh, Noah Wingfield uh-huh. sent us. Yep. Uh, is it full of mayhem? It's full, yeah. He is. Uh, he's a professional wrestler. He's actually one of uh, mine and... Uh, Vance Desmond's student. Yep. He Violence graduated Academy. graduated from our training school. Uh, yeah, he wrestles as Misery. Misery? Why did I say Mayhem? mayhem. No, you're, you're right. He wrestles oh, okay. as Mayhem. I'm All right. right. Yeah, I always say Misery for some reason. Love you, Noah. Yeah, so he sent us a story uh, the other day, and uh, I'll just read it as he All sent right. it. So, <clears throat> again, this is from our buddy Noah. Uh, we moved to this trailer in Crystal Springs, West Virginia, right outside of Elkins, when I was probably 12 or so. We didn't know anything had happened there, uh, and everything. And this all started out with small stuff. We would all smell gunpowder late at night occasionally, which was weird and random. Uh, there was also this neighbor that lived up the road, and he would go on walks or whatever and talk to us in the yard while we'd be outside doing shit. We'd always invite him in for a drink or whatever, and he would never set foot in the house, which we thought was kind of odd. Uh, the first kind of creepy thing happened when I had a friend over one night, and we were watching TV in the living room. Granted, it was windy this night, uh, but not windy enough to cause what happened next. Out of nowhere, the living room door violently burst open so hard that the blinds literally got thrown across the yard. It's pretty hard. Wow. Uh, the scariest thing that happened was the lady in the mirror. Uh, if it just happened to one person, I probably wouldn't believe it, but it happened to me, my mom, my stepdad, and even my aunt who was visiting. You'd walk, and that's how you know it's legit. Yeah. Uh, I got that anti-stamp. Uh, and you'd walk into the back bathroom. Oh, back bathroom, which means he probably had more than one. That's right. Uh, and look in the Showing mirror. off, Noah. And see the reflection of a woman standing in the bathtub. She uh, naked? She didn't, I don't know. He didn't say. Uh, you can, whatever you want to picture all right. is what that was. Okay. That's what she was. So Pamela Anderson, mm-hmm. naked in the bathtub. Uh, we used to have parties in our yard in the summer, and my mom said that even several of her friends also said that they saw a woman through the bathroom window. Uh, she had blonde hair and a green dress, and when you look behind you, she was gone. So she was not naked. She was not naked. Okay, that's all right. She was in a green dress. We're just getting the facts. Maybe she's just holding the green dress. Oh, she okay. must still be yeah. naked. Uh, needless to say, we didn't use that bathroom after a while. So oh. they do have multiple bathrooms. Fancy trailer. Uh, we probably lived there for only six months to a year, and none of us were told what had actually happened in that house until or that trailer until after we moved. So that weird neighbor that would never come in the house had lived in the trailer as that trailer as a kid. Uh, one night, his dad woke him up and told him to go to his grandma's house, which uh, was right up the road. Once he left the trailer, uh, his dad shot his mom Jeez. and then blew his own head off in the back bathroom. Uh, Noah says here that he should note. Uh, I should note also that uh, I should also note that at the time we lived there, I was getting into occult stuff for the first time. Uh, Ouija boards, tarot cards, things of that nature. I don't necessarily believe there's any correlation between that and the weird stuff that happened there, but it's a fact, and I think it makes the story more interesting, so I thought I should mention that as well. I can see a correlation mm-hmm. in that, because you're like, you're he's open. But kind of weird that like, the dude that, you know, uh, wouldn't come in the trailer yeah. had lived there as a kid, and his dad, you know, 
killed his mom and shot himself. Sorry. Uh, Noah, I think, put... Um, I wouldn't want to go back in the trailer either. And then his dad shot... Uh, he put, like... I don't know, so I don't know if it's his, the kid's mom or uh-huh. what, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little weird story from our buddy Noah. And where was that at? Did it say what t- uh, part of West Virginia? Crystal Springs, right? Outside of Elkins. Let's go. Yeah, so we'll... This could be another investigation. Yes. The gunpowder, that was me. Um, I would sneak in and just rub a little gunpowder underneath everyone's noses while they slept. It's just the thing you do. Yeah, I did it for all of Crystal Springs, though. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is pretty crazy, though. Yeah, so... Uh, Especially the door flying open and... Right, like, for knock the blinds out uh-huh. of Like, yeah. So, those trailers, In two man, bathrooms? Weird things happen in trailers. I mean, that's going to take a while to... Wow, to you know, let let that settle in the old brain. <laughs> You're gonna have to. That's like way more than one. Right. Yeah. That's all. That's basically double. <laughs> Twice as many. Twice as many in a trailer. I used to live in a trailer. Uh, <laughs> having two having two bathrooms. That's fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks uh, for submitting the story, Noah. Um, if anybody out there wants to submit a story for us to read, uh, you can message us on our Facebook page. Tell us how many bathrooms you have. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't include the amount of bathrooms, we're not going to read the story. Uh, you can either message us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash middleaged and mediocre, or email us uh, at mediocre at gmail.com. And just in the subject line, you know, listener story, my story, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to have uh, more people submit their stories. We'll read them on the. We'll read them online. Include your Twitter handle, your Facebook page, whatever social media you want. Uh, thrown out there. Does he have social media? Is he on Twitter? Oh, Noah, anything? yeah. he Like, again, if you go look up uh, Mayhem. Mayhem, yep. M-A-Y-H-Y-M. I Not think Misery. How it. Not Misery. Yeah. I so, knew that. Today, uh, we're going back to October 16th, 1933. 1933. And we are going to talk about uh, Victor Licata, the marijuana maniac. I like him. Yeah. So we're going to get into that guy. Uh, like I said, October 16th, 1933, uh, the Tampa neighborhood where the Lakata family lived was up and running like neighborhoods typically are. A lot of moving and shaking, a lot of hustling and or bustling. Oh, uh, but there was you no, can't have hustling without bustling. You know what? I think you got to have both yeah. at all times. Yeah. It's I don't like, know what would happen if you didn't bustle while you hustled. <laughs> Let's not find out. That's not. We no. can't. We can't afford to risk it. No. Uh, so yeah, everyone's. You know, the whole neighborhood's out and about. Uh, but where were the Lakatas? What was going on with them? There wasn't a whole lot going on in the household. It seemed like uh, Mr. Lakata ran two different barber shops, and he hadn't left for work yet, which was weird. Uh, basically, all the behavior like there was no noise coming from the house. Uh-huh. No uh huh. No sign of life. No sign of life. And the night before, a couple of neighbors had later said that they heard loud noises coming from the house that previous night. Uh, someone contacted the authorities to go to a uh, wellness check. Uh-huh. Police knocked. Nobody answered. Uh, they tried to open the front door, but all the doors were locked, and the police had to go through a back window. Uh, once they got in the Lakata home, it was pretty obvious that some terrible shit had went down. Uh, they found Michael Lakata, age 47, uh, dead from a axe blow to the head. Eek. 
Was someone trying to cut his hair? <laughs> there were signs of a like, struggle. That's not how you cut hair. That's yeah. He, I've had dreams about it. Well, he went to learn from Michael, and Michael wouldn't teach him. <laughs> yeah. So. so axe in the back of his head. So you know he had to ask him a question. Oh, shut burns. it down! Shut it. That's awful. Yay! <laughs> Go me. No. Yes. Trophy, sitting trophies. This man died. Trophies <laughs> and awards. And you're just you're you're punishing him. <laughs> or even. Right. Uh, there was clearly signs of a struggle. And Michael's body had been wedged between the bed and the wall. Uh, his wife Rosalia, uh, age forty four. That's a pretty name. Mm-hmm. His daughter Providence. Aww. A lot of good names here. Yeah. Age twenty two. Uh, his youngest son. That'd be like his daughter Nevaeh. It's heaven backwards. It's heaven backwards. <laughs> uh, and then his youngest son, Jose Lakata. Oh, I like that. Uh, only eight years old. Oh. Was also found murdered inside. Oh. Each one dead from a blow to the head with an axe. Jesus. Then police discovered uh, uh, another son, Philip, age 14. Philip. Philippe, he was still breathing and moving when they arrived. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital where he would die soon oh, afterward. Man, I, I had a little bit of hope that Philip nope. maybe lived. Sorry about that. Uh, so police continue searching the house. Uh, in the bathroom at the back of the house, another another two bathroomer. Wow. <laughs> Uh, they found the oldest son, Victor Licata. I only have one bathroom, and it's really, really, like, I've never felt worse about it than before tonight. <laughs> I've only lived in one place with more than one bathroom. But I do have a bucket, so I guess I kind of have two bathrooms. You have a sink, too, right? <laughs> yeah, two sinks. There you go. And then you have a whole front yard. <laughs> yep. So, well, not really. I have, like, parking out front. You have a little space. Yeah. I, You know, you could say the, the world's your toilet. Uh, so they found Victor, age 21, not dead. Uh, instead, he was cowering in fear and talking to himself. Um, he was, uh, some reports say covered in blood, others uh, differ. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is 1933. Yeah. Uh, Officer W.D. Bush asked him while they were still in the bathroom, uh, What's the matter, Victor? Why'd you kill your family? Lakata uh, Victor only stared with a crazed look in his eye. Officer Bush tried to ask him again in the police car, Why'd you kill your family? Victor responded by asking, did I do that? <laughs> it's literally, he, that's what he asked. He asked, did I do that? But, and he said, got any cheese? Uh, was there, did he have any other catchphrases? Uh, uh, <laughs> Urkel. We're talking about Urkel We're talking for family Urkel. matters for people that don't know. <laughs> but everybody knows. I don't know if everybody knows. Well, you thought Michael Jai White was <laughs> Urkel grown up. Yeah. So. I still kind of do. <laughs> you still kind of do. That's, that's You'll like say it. stuff, and I'll be like, oh, okay, but... But, yeah, but really... Yeah. Yeah. I just say that to say, like, you'll quit looking at me. <laughs> uh, Victor told authorities that he'd had a dream, uh, a dream where his father had cornered him in the house and started hurting him. Uh, his mother had stood there mocking him in his attempts to get away. His brother had entered with a carving knife and also began to taunt him. Uh, they sev- The whole family severed his arms and wow. made him uh, new arms, wooden arms, with iron claws attached to the ends. Uh, and he says his siblings in his dream all stood in the room and laughed at him in the struggle. Uh, Lakata said he grabbed a, quote, funny axe. It was rubbery, like from a cartoon. And knocked each of his family members unconscious with it and then wrung the blood from it as though it was a wet towel. So, later, 
talking to the Tampa. You're looking. I'm making a weird. Yeah, people. That was a dream he had, as he says. Yeah, that's what he had. Dreamed. That's a pretty fucked up dream. Yeah, yeah. Did he have hair in his dream? <laughs> he doesn't say. Oh man. I know. I wish I could find the answers for you. Yeah. Uh, so according to the Tampa Times, Victor told reporters. Uh, me kill my sister, my mother. Man, you're crazy. I never killed anybody. You're crazy, see? I hit them with an axe and knocked off every motherfucker that was in there. Uh, they probably bleeped that out or did a thing. My uncle and some old woman, uh, then two other men and two other women. Six there were, not five. I hit them all with the axe like this. He made the axe noises. Uh, I knocked them all off, but I didn't kill them. Uh, why didn't they let me out of here? I, I go to the door, and they shove me back. I shake on the gates, and they won't move. I'm the strongest man in the world, but the gates won't move. My arms, see, they're made of wood. They're the strongest arms in the world, but the gates won't move. My arms are strong, but they didn't kill anybody. They didn't hit anybody or hurt anybody. I had a pain in my stomach. I went to the kitchen and a drink, drink of water and took the bottle with me. The axe, it was on the back porch. I took it. In and set it down in the fireplace. It was a funny axe. When I picked it up and wrung it out, real blood came out. Not pain, not red ink. My stomach hurt. <laughs> so, you know, what would you, as a psychologist, uh-huh. what would you, uh, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on this man? He done flipped this shit. Yeah. That's my, like, official diagnosis. Right, okay, that's good, that's good. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's in the, uh, I'm pretty sure that's in This shit got flipped. <laughs> Yeah, so he, the police could easily tell something was off with him. <laughs> you know? They are police. Right. They do have detective school. Yeah. Like something's off with this guy. Those uh, crazy wooden arms. But mental illness uh, was not the aspect of the story that the media would be interested in. Uh, one of the first and most significant pieces of news to come out about the case was that Chief Detective W.D. Bush had discovered. discovered several places where Lakata had purchased reefer and that the young man had supposedly been addicted to smoking marijuana cigarettes for more than six months. Oh. After this news surfaced, Victor became known as the marijuana maniac. The marijuana maniac. He was also known as the uh, dream um, slayer. The weed weirdo. Dream slayer is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Uh, and he was used as an example by every politician who had an anti-cannabis a- agenda. Uh, the small detail about marijuana that was never even confirmed. So, like, they never even confirmed that he even smoked marijuana. Uh-huh. Uh, it's what made the case so famous that it, it ended up actually uh, affecting a change in the law. Uh, but by many God accounts... God damn it, Vincent. Victor. Victor. And his own accounts, he denied ever having even tried marijuana. Uh-huh. Uh, so, a little bit about Victor here. He was born in Tampa, Florida in 1912. He was described as a generally shy and antisocial child. Uh, the details of his life were actually very different from those reported by the media on this case. Many of those stories... Wait, be- so the media has yeah. always been getting shit wrong? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, media's never been great. Uh... Many of the Media stories would begin with, don't lump our name in oh, this. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. They would uh, be- that out. begin with, quote, a quiet, normal kid smokes a marijuana cigarette and transforms into an axe murderer. Oh. Stop quote. <laughs> uh, so they basically acted like 
this about Victor had just been a typical American uh-huh. kid, and then you know he tried marijuana or whatever. That's all it takes. But this couldn't be further from the truth. I didn't get high the first time I small, but he's been smoking for six months though. So. <laughs> yes, supposedly he's had a you know six months very yeah. So it took him six months. Controversial to- <laughs> six months. Uh, but this shit they're trying to sell you couldn't be further from the truth. Victor had actually struggled with mental illness. Uh, starting with a uh, from a young age, uh, and in fact, most news articles from 1933 uh, do mention Victor's struggles with mental health. It was only uh, later that that whole thing was left out when they started going with. Well, this, it was more uh, sensational that he, you know. Well, once they went to the weed part of it, like yeah. once they started focusing on that, they quit even talking about mental illness. So even though you know all the original news stories all had it in there, uh, he had actually been diagnosed with. Dementia, precox, and was considered psychotic. Uh, because of this, he was never pro- uh, prosecuted for the murder of his family. He was instead committed to a mental hospital to hopefully get some help. Um, after he was committed, though, uh, the talk about the case didn't cease, and people continued to use Victor's story in their fight to criminalize marijuana. Uh, it was one of the favorite stories of the notor- notorious anti cannabis commissioner of narcotics, H.J. Anslinger. Uh, <laughs> It was an inspiration for Reefer Madness. I love Reefer 1936. Madness. I think we're, maybe we'll watch that uh, uh, as our next movie review. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe the next one we do. Um, I have a copy of that that has Mike Judge, or not Mike Judge, Mike, whatever the guy from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm. It's like him watching it doing the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing on oh, the top yeah. of it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I should borrow that sometimes. It's a DVD. Yet. Well, I'd probably have to get it. I'd. I, I used to have it. Now someone else has oh, okay. it. You know, all right. It's a messy situation. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Like that. <laughs> I should have brought it up. Uh, it's the 1936 anti-marijuana propaganda yeah, film, classic. Uh, and then writer Cornell Woolrich, uh, who had wrote a number of classic crime books, um, including the story that inspired Hitchcock's Rear Window, uh, probably had that this case, Victor Licata's case, in mind when he wrote. Uh, a book called Marijuana, a drug crazed killer at large. <laughs> and he wrote that in 1941 under the pseudonym William Irish. So he didn't even put his own name on it. He probably, you know, wanted to, he probably did the reefer uh-huh. and was like, well, I don't want to eventually get caught sure. doing the reefer. He has a reputation to protect. Yeah. So just after the murder, there were a lot of contradictory statements uh, in newspaper articles. Some papers disagreed about what Victor was wearing when he was found. Some papers say he was found in blood-soaked underwear, while others state that the police only saw the bloody underwear when Victor removed his clean clothing. Uh, other sources just say that he... That could be from anything. <laughs> He got to poop. I mean, my dick bleeds all the fucking time. Wow, all the time. Like it'd be easier to tell you the times my dick isn't bleeding. Isn't bleeding right now? Okay, bleeding right now. Oh yeah, I got four pairs of underwear on because I'm bleeding so much. Just soak that blood. Your dick doesn't bleed? (laughs) Nah, not usually. What? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would say go to a doctor, but they'll probably just say you have COVID. Yeah, and then you know. (laughs) Your dick has COVID, sir. <laughs> oh. uh, but also, you're too far gone at this point. Okay. Once your dick's bleeding, wow. time to end it. I just thought that was something that happens. <laughs> All right, I'm Not. sorry. Go, go back to your story. Uh, uh, bloody underwear. Bloody underwear. <laughs> uh, some reports say no under, or no blood was ever found on him at all. Uh, between 1933... Oh, I shouldn't have said that then. ...and 1938, uh, it wasn't just a little... Uh, discrepancies anymore. The uh, writers and the media had begun to take their own liberties with the story... Uh, by the time 
uh, Anslinger's article, Marijuana, Assassination of Youth, was published in 1938. Uh, he was blatantly making up details to help support his case. In that article, Victor is described as an ordinary boy who had no mental health problems until his first puff of marijuana. And that turned him into a stone-cold killer. Uh, there's no mention of the fact that the case was never actually prosecuted due to Victor's mental state. Uh-huh. Everybody started leaving that part out. So basically everyone reading it would probably be like, convicted murderer, you know. Yeah. Uh, Detective Chief W.D. Bush, who actually worked the case, also wrote an article in 1938 for Inside Detective magazine. I hope his name is William Dick Bush. <laughs> William Dick Bush. That's, that's his name now. Uh, it is William Dick Bush. Will Dick Bush, get over here. He, uh, where am I at here? Uh, so yeah, usually in these, like, they, you know, they take liberties with the story to make the story a little bit more enticing. Yeah, shape it to the narrative that they're trying to put out there. Uh, and so this ended up in, uh, Dick Bush, um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> He had the help of a ghost writer named Jack DeWitt. Uh-huh. Uh, not like, it wasn't a ghost. Yeah, yeah. I know what a ghost writer is. Well, <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> ghost! Zoinks. Maybe that's who killed those people! Uh, so yeah, it would just basically led to them lying about everything. Uh, they even like sexualized one of the victims, Aww. Providence. Uh, they even make up a bizarre story about how the... Uh, smart and brave family dog identified Victor as the perpetrator after he'd been attacked himself. <laughs> and then the what? neighbors and friends all come out and confirm that the Lakata family didn't even have a dog. Yeah. But they were just like, oh yeah, and then Lassie <laughs> <laughs> came up and like hit her paw, like hit three, hit your paw three times if it was Victor. Uh, so here's a couple of excerpts from, okay. the, from these, from this book. This is the uh, sexualizing of uh, 22-year-old axe murder victim. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so... Moonlight steamed through the window and cast... Uh, by the way, keep in mind the entire time I'm reading this, uh-huh. this is a story these people wrote about murder. Yeah. An axe murder. Okay. Okay? All right. <laughs> uh, moonlight steamed through the window and cast a soft radiance over the bed, like fairy fabric woven of stardust and the silver brightness of a Florida night the moonbeams fashioned a coverlet for beautiful Providence Lakata. Providence slept with the tranquility that comes with 22 years of healthy young womanhood. Her hair was a dark mist against the moon-washed white of the pillow. Long lashes touched the delicate curves of her cheeks. Her full red lips were slightly parted. Oh. She had flung back the covers, for the night was warm. And she lay, lay, she lay like a sleeping Venus in the soft sheen of the glorious night. Through the open window, the scent of sweet jasmine floated on a soft breeze that stirred from the gulf. I'm about the jasmine everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All over this desk. You keep reading this story. Ooh. <laughs> Go on. Don't, come on. You can't just leave me like this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ah, shit. Uh, the door <laughs> the door opened an inch on silent hinges. Two hot eyes glared from the darkness. Providence Lakata sighed. She flung one slender arm across the pillow, 
The warm breeze from the open window quickened and stirred the dark ringlets against her forehead. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All of it. Fucking, this is a 22-year-old girl who was axe-murdered. Killed. By and they're talking about brother. her goddamn parted lips <laughs> and moonbeams. And her hair. And... Ugh. So then later in the book. They're trying to get you invested in the character. I don't need invested <laughs> like that. Uh, so then they describe the, when the police find the scene, uh, let me see if I can do it again. <laughs> uh, found something? I turned and faced J. Rex Farrier, the state's attorney. I hurried over. Oh, no, this is the attorney. I hurried over, he explained, to see if I could help. Tried to have a talk with that young fellow, Victor, yeah. but his mind had unhinged. The shock has been too great. I tapped the pocket where I had put the reefers. A marijuana addict did this, I said. He washed up in here and smoked a few reefers. Oh. So, you know, these books are pretty you gotta only smoke one reefer. <laughs> these addicts. Uh, <laughs> another reefer head. So, a little bit later, we're going to deep di- dive deeper. Not deep diver. Uh, dive deeper into the history of marijuana in this country. Uh, but for now, let's look at the facts in this case and try to figure out why... And how it became the propaganda tool it did. Uh, so five people, you know, lost their lives uh-huh. at the hand of an axe-wielding killer who was a part of their family. Uh, all the, in, you know, all the evidence basically indicates that Victor Lakata was responsible for the murder. So I'm really not even going to, like, I'm not trying to argue yeah. about his guilt. Uh, he was at the scene. He was soaked with blood, according to most sources. Uh, most importantly, his rambling sounded like he was describing the like he was describing the scene. Yeah, like he basically admitted to what he did. Yeah, but it was a dream he thought or something. Well, and the one he admitted to it, he said he hit him, but he didn't kill him. Yeah, so he's probably in some sort of paranoid state or. Well, we know that he has dementia, precox. Um, um, he knew he'd done something wrong though. Uh, but I don't know if he like he knew he did something wrong with the way he looked at it. Probably was completely different than what happened yeah uh that was his reality i'm sure um he obviously knew that something had happened but couldn't put the pieces together because of his mental illness uh however there is no actual evidence that victor had ever even tried cannabis there was no drug testing conducted in this case i don't know 1933 drug testing they did um and you know basically this is just like crazy rumors and stuff going into the papers when was Prohibition? This was a little after when Prohibition was. Were they still yeah. trying? Okay, but still, they're in that same, I believe, well, in the 30s, you know. So there was an interesting article that um, came out not too long ago about this story uh-huh. where the guy who now lives in the house this took place. Oh, wow. Um, he had heard stories throughout the years that Victor's father was involved in moonshine during Prohibition. He oh. was like, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And he worked for the mafia. So... This guy that moves in this house recently, he starts digging in the uh, attic and basement. He kind of starts like looking. If he found another bathroom up there, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> Three bathrooms. What the fuck? These people didn't deserve to live. In the attic? No, what he found was a bunch of moonshine bottles, All empty right. jugs and stuff like uh-huh. that, and a uh, pulley like system where they could lower them up and down uh-huh. the house. So there's a theory out there that Victor didn't even do this. That this was a mob thing of some sort, where like a, a, a an opposing mob, yeah, killed the family. But uh, they they talked to like a mafia historian, 
And he said that it's pretty unlikely that would happen yeah. because, like, back then, Mafia... He said, forget about it. <laughs> They'd show up. <laughs> shotguns. Boom. Kill everybody. Yeah. They wouldn't, like... Say, yeah, that's a lot of... So, Victor, you know, most likely he did this. But it is interesting that, yeah, it was Prohibition era. That that all was going yeah. on. So, um, so Victor denies ever having used marijuana and would claim... He would stick by that his entire life. Uh, he wrote a book in 1939 called... Uh, what, er, me smoke? Wait, no. Sorry, this guy didn't oh, write the book. Okay. Earl Ro- Earl Roel wrote sure. the book. It's called uh, On the Trail of Marijuana, The Weed of Madness. He recounts a story about Victor's father uh, making marijuana cigarettes in his home and forcing son Victor to peddle them on the street. According to this story in the book, uh, Victor eventually started to get high on his own supply. <laughs> well, I, you know, that saying probably hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Because you don't get high on your own supply. But, like, again, you know, this is just a bunch of writers. Yeah. And they're taking the focus of this and making their Definitely own Definitely taking liberties and just yeah. uh, shaping a narrative. So he writes this, but there are zero mentions of Mike Licata being caught up in the marijuana trade uh, in any single article before this was written. Uh-huh. Um, so Breaking news, dude! Seemed to be made blatantly up by the author. Um but people clung to this story, and it became part of the whole, when they retell it. Uh-huh. Uh, the myth of it. But yeah, this is one of the most the horrific horror. crimes that had ever been committed in the Tampa area, and That's... politicians saw this up as an opportunity to start getting their own shit passed yeah. because of it. Um, That's what politicians do. Right. Uh, so there's a chance, though, that you know he was high. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and it pushed his psychosis to a new level. Uh, cannabis can trigger the onset of schizophrenia. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see like all of it being a factor, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think anybody just smokes weed. And then it's like, well, wants to kill people. Choppy, choppy. Yeah. Um, maybe kill a whole pizza. You know. <laughs> well, I know that firsthand. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so cannabis can trigger the onset of schizophrenia when a person is already genetically predisposed to it. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, they'd already known that he was suffering from mental illness. He was already diagnosed with dementia precox and was sick before this ever even happened. Uh, so there wasn't like the cannabis or the weed or whatever triggered anything. Yeah. Know? It was already there. Um, I'm like in the mafia angle. Maybe that's why he was cowering in the bathroom. Like that's how his brain like deals with that. And he maybe just, he did see the whole thing, yeah. and he that's how he spun just, it in his head. Yeah, just I mean, just sent him over the edge or something. Well, then you know, I'm sure if Michael Licata is involved in this with mafia and stuff, I'm sure that the mafia they knew his family. Uh-huh. I'm sure mafia members knew. They probably let him into. You know, I could see him letting him into the house, and or they know that he had that this kid has mental illness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah who knows? It you know who knows? Maybe they didn't know that kid was there, and he started seeing it, and he ran. Michael, right? Our Victor, Victor ran into the to the bathroom and was hiding. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just damn. What a story. Uh, well, there's even like they talked about how uh, the courts or like the state or whatever had tried to institutionalize Victor. Uh huh. Because uh, back then they did that. Yeah. Like whatever, and the oh, family. Yeah. Promised that they would uh, increase their care or whatever for him and to keep him out of institutions. But then they also go on to talk about how, like, the dad slept with a gun under a pistol under his pillow, which could lend more to the mafia theory. Yeah, yeah. maybe he was expecting somebody to yeah. 
Maybe, or knew that there was a risk. We're, we're uncovering some shit. Uh, but yeah, it's still an unsolved crime. Technically. Technically, because yeah. they never even prosecuted them. So, I mean, they didn't have DNA to take back then. or Right. I uh, mean, how do you, that's to be so hard to, like, what? One person, imagine one person with an axe trying to kill someone. Like, you, you hit one person. I mean, I would imagine someone's going to yell. Why wouldn't know right. anyone run out of the house? Like, how do you kill... As one person kill five people with an axe, right? Like it'd be rough. Like I, yeah, I mean, and we're not talking about like little kids either. Like we're talking yeah. about adults. Yeah, the youngest was eight. Yeah, but her but his sister was older. 22. Parents obviously the older. The other brother was fourteen. Yeah, the dad was some sort of mafia tie, so I'm sure he, you know, could probably get shit done. I mean, I just well, they even they even said Victor's not that big. Like he's like five eight. I hundred and I feel like it was. Had there been more than one person, then I seems like think. it should be, like someone was there, maybe with it, like not letting people. Like run. everybody would have to be heavy. Because if someone comes in here right now with an axe and hits you in the back of the head, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Like I'm sorry, but I'm running. Well, okay, I'll grab some shit. I mean, I'll <laughs> get some of these wrestlers, a couple records. I felt better about it if you said that you would avenge my death immediately, <laughs> but you know, steal my stuff. That's another route to go with it. What are you going to do with it? He's been hitting the head with an axe. I might not be dead. <laughs> I have a thick skull. Yeah, you do. But yeah, that that that. What do you mean? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you really do. I mean, I can tell from here. <laughs> well, that, that, that's like the lumpiest part of the blanket. This it's is like where your head is. Just the lumpiest part of the blanket. <laughs> so yeah, you're going with the mafia angle then, or somebody. I, I mean, maybe, yeah, I, I am. Something to do with the prohibition, the the running of the liquor, or something. Because I just can't see one person. Unless it was like everyone, not, but so, I, I would think. Someone would scream. Well, like, yeah, you're I mean, not gonna the get like. Said they heard noises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But who knows? They didn't say what noises, or you know. I mean, that's yeah. But what, yeah, you got like that's a, uh, you got three able-bodied younger people. Like no one's just like outrunning Victor. Yeah. Or you know, I don't. My parents know. were only forty something. You said so they were. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I mean, that's I'm, weird. Yeah. I'm forty-one. I can run, not fast, but I mean, I, I think if someone had knacks, it might make me go a little faster. Well, I mean, I'm definitely hiring somebody to run in here with Max. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to wait for a while. Like, yeah. you're going to forget about this conversation. <laughs> I want to test your reaction. I want to see oh, what really happens. Shit. I'd, I'd be the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw Beasley at him. <laughs> Just... Okay. Well, then I'm also after you. <laughs> throw me at them before Beasley. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, well, like you, there's a lot of people that believe he not only – or they don't even care if he tried cannabis, but they think he's completely innocent. Uh, there's some interesting evidence to examine uh, that supports that point, that theory. Uh, there was a trend, actually, of uh, axe murders in the in Florida in the 1920s and 30s. Uh, a Tampa Daily Times article from October 93 mentions that, including the Lakota They needed a good guy there with an axe. Yeah, if we had good guys with axes, they yeah. stop bad guys. You're, you're right. More axes is the answer. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, yeah, so uh, including the Lakata family, uh, 19 people had been murdered by axes in Tampa. Is so axes like, the plural of axe, or is it just like 19 people have been killed by axe? It'd be axes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but this says murdered by axe murderers in Tampa okay. since 1926. God, how many? 19 plus the uh, Lakatas, including the Lakatas, so 19 people. Oh, wow. Um, 
Yeah, and then, uh, so there were axe murderers working in that neighborhood. Um, and there were either other, there were suspects in the other cases that had been released. So, you know, some of these suspects back out there, uh-huh. if they are the ones that are doing it. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely could have been done by one of the, you know, it could have definitely been done by somebody other than Victor. Yeah. Um, Maybe, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I just can't see the, how one per. I still, I just can't get over how one person be, yeah. could kill everyone with an axe. Uh, in 1945, five men uh, described as dangerous escaped from a mental institution in Chattahoochee. Uh, it was, of course... Hotter than a hoochie hoochie <laughs> at the time. Uh, was that an Alan Jackson song? Yes. Okay, cool. And Way down yonder in the chan. Ooh, is that how you get WAP? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Alan Jackson invented WAP. So you get a hot hoochie coochie, you gotta get some WAP. Uh, if you got a hot hoochie coochie, you need to oh, go see a doctor. Call me. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm a doctor. So. <laughs> So, of the five men, <laughs> Victor was one of them. Escaped from oh, the institution okay. in 45. Uh, while the other four were captured and recommitted almost immediately, Victor spent five years on the run. Uh, Did he they worked, ever catch him? <laughs> he worked as a laborer uh, and moved from city to city to avoid being caught. Uh huh. <laughs> That'd be great if Victor ran. <laughs> I know! <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be great at all! <laughs> he would be. I'm like, hey, let's get He'd high, be real old right now. Yeah, uh, he was eventually. I'll smoke with him. He was eventually apprehended in New Orleans when, in August 1950, he visited his co- his cousin Philip's restaurant uh, and told him he was in Louisiana for some work. Uh, the cousin went ahead and fixed him dinner, bought him some beers, yeah. and then asked him if he'd come back the next day. Maybe not kill me with an axe. <laughs> so when Lakata did come back the next day, uh, the cousin grabbed him and held him until the police got there. Oh. So his own damn family. He kills damn. his own family, then his own family kills yeah. him. Turns it's him like in. he can't trust family is basically the, sto- <laughs> the the moral of the story. Right. Uh, at this time... He DTA! Had, at this time, uh, Victor did acknowledge that he had committed Don't murders. trust anybody is DTA. Sorry. He, he So he admits to committing the murders. Oh, he did. He says, yeah, I did them. But he insists <laughs> that he never tried marijuana in his life. So, I mean... A dude that like is like, oh yeah, I killed five members of my family. Uh huh. I don't. But I never smoked weed. Like I don't think he'd lie about it. About smoking? Yeah, like I, I know. I don't think he actually ever smoked. Because like, why would you like admit to the murders and be like, but do not say I smoked weed. But I mean, who knows what his mental state was after years in a mental institute? Well, he also claims that after twelve years in the institution, uh, he'd been declared sane, but that they wouldn't release him. I'm sure a lot of mental institution patients have that story. Yeah. But, you know, according to him, uh, yeah, he's, they just are keeping him there. I think this guy just has a fucked up brain and. Yeah. Well, he was once again locked up, um, despite having ever actually, you know, being convicted of the murders. Uh-huh. Uh, but he then hanged himself with a bed sheet in his cell four oh, months after returning Victor. to Florida. So he's not going to be running in here. Um, but yeah, people lost their lives. Uh, you know, it's tragic, uh, family, you know, killing family. Um, but what's interesting about this, this story is what politicians did with it, what the media did with it. Yeah. So we are going to talk about a little bit of, uh, anti-drug propaganda. I won't hear of it. You know, this led to, 
Uh, even though all the evidence really indicated that he'd been suffering from psychosis, uh-huh. the press turned him into a... Uh, the marijuana monster. The marijuana monster. Yeah, the, the marijuana maniac. That's why I call myself uh, late at night. Marijuana. <laughs> uh, evidence shows that a year before the murders, Tampa police had, fil- had filed a petition. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. To have Lakata institutionalized for mental illness. So there's a... Like a history, yeah. like, like not, they know, like a written history, yeah, yeah. like yeah. a record, documented, of it. History. yeah, yeah, uh, not just hearsay. The petition was withdrawn when the family vowed to increase their oversight of his yep, behavior. Okay, you mentioned that, yeah, yeah. So mental illness had ran in the Lakata family. Uh, in prison, psychiatrists speculated that he had inherited his insanity, as his parents were first cousins. Mm. Uh. One of the brothers that he so killed. this was Tampa, West Virginia. Then Tampa, West Virginia. Come on, Tampa, Kentucky. Come on. I like Kentucky. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's just say it's Tampa. Let's just you know, Florida, Florida, Florida man. Florida man marries his cousin. Yeah, like come on, gets axed to death. Uh, one of the brothers that he killed was also a di- was a diagnosed schizophrenic. Uh, his paternal grand uncle and two paternal cousins had also been institutionalized for mental illness. Okay. So like it ran rampant through this yeah. family. Uh, but the role that marijuana ended up playing in this all was, uh, you know, used as by proponents of anti-drug laws as evidence of marijuana crime insanity. Uh, the case served to inspire, uh, media depictions of normal people driven to criminal insanity by the evil weed. Like we talked about reefer madness, uh, uh, also known as, it's also called, uh, tell your children. Yeah. So I think that was probably what was originally yeah, it was, called, yeah. right? Tell uh-huh. your children. Um, as previously stated, uh, the foremost proponent of the Lakata story was Harry Anslinger, commissioner of the uh, Federal Bureau of Narcotics from 1930 until 62. He used the case to uh, insist that marijuana usage caused insanity and criminality. In his highly influential 1937 article, Marijuana, assassin of youth. He wrote about Lakata and his crimes. Uh, he reused the story during his testimony at the Congress hearings for the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. Quote, it was an unprovoked crime some years ago, which brought the first realization that the age-old drug had gained a foothold in America. An entire family was murdered by a youthful addict in Florida. When Officer... Officers arrived at the home. They found the youth staggering about in a human slaughterhouse. With an axe, he had killed his father, his mother, two brothers, and a sister. He seemed to be in a daze. He had no recollection of having committed the multiple crime. The officers knew him ordinarily as a sane, rather quiet young man. I'm glad he threw in there that he was sane, just to contradict (laughs) the facts. Now he was pitifully crazed. Uh, they sought the reason. The boy said he had been in the habit of smoking something which youthful friends called muggles, a childish t- name for marijuana. Oh, I thought those were humans that weren't ma- magical. That's what I thought, right? Yeah, muggles. As this is written, a bill to give the federal government control over marijuana has been introduced in Congress. By tobacco! It is the <laughs> has the backing of the United States Treasury Department, including the Bureau of Narcotics, through which Uncle Sam fights the dope evil. It is a revenue bill modeled after other narcotic laws, which make use of the taxing power to bring about regulation and control. Uh, Control, that's the fucking word right there. Uh, Anslinger characterized Lakata's hallucinations as marijuana-induced dream. As a marijuana-induced dream. In notes he took of the case, quote, 
A 21-year-old boy in Florida, all capitals, killed his parents. Boy, he's 21 years old, but he's a 20. You know, he's, but a, he's a 21-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, two brothers and a sister while under the influence of a marijuana dream, oh. which he later described to law enforcement officials. He told rambling stories of being attacked in his bedroom by his uncle, a strange old woman, and two men and two women, whom he said hacked off his arms and otherwise mutilated him. Later well, in the dream... Maybe there was a group of people there. Maybe there was, yeah. You know, like I said, that's how his mind fucking interprets it. So, yeah. So... That's kind of what they use his story for. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about weed, though, let's get into the history of weed real quick. Okay. Man. Man. I started my senior year. <laughs> senior year was Christmas break. Never looked back. I have not. <laughs> uh, so, in the early 1600s, the British government encouraged colonial farmers to produce hemp. Uh-huh. And... Uh, strong. It's good. In... Hemp. Yeah, by 1619, uh, the Virginia Assembly, they actually passed a law that required farmers to grow it. Yeah. So, you know, we used to like it. Um, 19th Tobacco century. had a big part in its, uh, its illegal, you know, making it illegal, too. Yeah. Uh, it a- so in the 19th century, uh, hemp production uh, started going down because more potent forms of cannabis were used as ingredients and medicines. You know, uh-huh. they used to be sold in pharmacies. Uh, here's one of the real reasons why it's also been re- always regulated for since the early days. After the Mex- Mexican Revolution of 1910, a wave of Mexican immigrants poured into the southwestern U.S. and helped popularize the recreational use of the drug. Hell yeah! Cheech and Chong! Uh, as the drug became more popular, it was negatively associated with Mexican immigrants. Aww. Anti-drug campaigners began to warn against the encroaching marijuana menace. Describing the terrible crimes attributed to the drug. The and marijuana the Mexican menaces. Menaces? Uh, and then widespread unemployment and poverty during the Great Depression. Uh, that further fueled resentment and fear of immigrants and minorities. Uh, and then that, of course... Shit don't change. They started looking at the drugs that were associated with those people. Harry Anslinger that we've talked about, uh, he insisted that marijuana led to insanity, criminality, and death. And then by 1931, 29 states had outlawed it. So, like, when he killed his family, they were, like, right in the middle of the, you know, of them trying to get rid of this shit. Uh, then, of course, Reaver Madison, 1936, helped fuel hysteria about the drug. Uh, it centered, the film centers on a series of hyperbolic events that ensue when innocent young high school students are lured into trying marijuana. Yep. From a hit-and-run accident to manslaughter, suicide, attempted rape, hallucinations, and a rapid descent into Playing madness. Playing the piano like a madman. <laughs> that's the real, that's, that's yeah. the real danger of uh-huh. marijuana. Uh, there was a, propaganda, a national propaganda campaign against the evil weed. The Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 was passed by Congress. Uh, which led to the first time the drug was regulated and taxed by the government. Uh, it effectively criminalized marijuana, outlawing its possession and for sale, and restricting it to individuals who paid a tax for certain authorized medical and industrial uses. Uh, widespread. And then, of course, in the 60s, we had the hippies with it. Um, then we started getting uh, more science I mean, there started being more like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Research into uh-huh. the effects and everything. 
I've been um, researching it myself for right. a little bit. You draw any conclusions? <laughs> um, pizza's good. You just, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Presidents John Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson both had re- uh, commissioned reports, and both reports had found that marijuana use did not induce violence or uh-huh. lead to the use of heavier drugs. Like it was, it's not a gateway drug. No. Um, but then Nixon came in to presidency and. Uh, he basically hated hippies. Sure. He just had like a real... Like Cartman off the South Park. Yes. He was the impetus for Cartman. Yeah, Yeah, Nixon basically just hates hippies for whatever reason. And he went to war on drugs, Uh you know, uh, as a way to really get to them. Um, They play... He placed... Because of him and his uh, Controlled Substances Act of 1970... Cannabis was placed alongside heroin and LSD. That is insane. As a Schedule One drug, uh, which is the most restrictive category, yeah. reserved for drugs deemed to have no medical benefit and the highest potential for abuse. Um, I used to think Nixon was cool till that. No. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. And again, this was more of a reflection on his, uh, you know, hatred uh-huh. of hippie culture and the counterculture. Um. Scott C. Martin, a history professor at Bowling Green State University, Ohio. Uh, yeah, he wrote in Time Magazine uh, that Schedule One designation. He said made it a difficult, made it difficult even for physicians or scientists to procure marijuana for research studies. Uh, in fact, the bipartisan Schaefer Commission, an investigative committee appointed by Nixon to study dr- to study drug abuse in America. Uh, they even went on to recommend that possession of small ma- amounts of marijuana mm-hmm. be decriminalized. So this was back, like, in the 70s. And, uh-huh. You know, that's a commission appointed by Nixon. Well, once something's done, it's so hard to undo it. But even there, like, they're appointed by Nixon, and they're yeah. just like, hey, like, we, you know, we should probably ease up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but in 1972, a year after Nixon declared his war on drugs, uh, the commission presented its findings to Congress in a report titled Marijuana, a Signal of Misunderstanding. It noted that most marijuana users were not dangerous at all, but rather more timid, drowsy, and passive. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, It concluded that cannabis did not pose any widespread danger to society and recommended using social measures other than criminalization to discourage its use. Uh, In response to the nation, increasingly nations restrict increasingly restrictive drug laws, the commission stated, uh, unless present policy is redirected, we will perpetuate the same problems, tolerate the same social costs, and find ourselves, as we do now, no further along the road to a more rational, legal, and social approach than we were in 1914. So in 1970-something, they referenced back to how, hey, we need to quit doing the shit we're doing. Yeah. And now we're at 2020, and we're still fighting this goddamn yep. fight. But we're getting, we're I mean, yeah, we're a lot of progress. Yeah. So Nixon uh, rejected the commission's findings. His commission that he put together, <laughs> he rejected their findings. Went ahead with his anti-drug agenda. Uh, and the following year, Congress created the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA. Uh, which was a merger of the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs and the Office of Drug Abuse Law Enforcement. So, yay, we got the DEA. (laughs) Uh, Then uh, we got fucking 
Ugh, Reagan. Yep. In 1986, he signed the Dr- Anti-Drug Abuse Act. Uh, I thought Reagan was more against crack and stuff, but it was just, just kind of everything, yeah. everything balled Anything together. that they could, they could arrest black people uh-huh. for. Yeah. Uh, notorious racist Ronald Reagan. Uh, the legislation had actually been championed by Democrats, because, you know, whatever, Democrats know better than, anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, who saw a political opportunity to outdo Republicans by getting tough on drugs. Oh. Uh, so this shift was kind of a response, though, at the time, Boston Celtics star draft picked uh, Lynn Bias. He had just died from a cocaine overdose. Yeah. So... Uh, the what law, year was that, did you say? Like 86? 86. 86, yeah. yeah. Uh, the law increased federal penalties for the sale and possession of an array of drugs, including marijuana, with the penalties based on the amount of the drug involved. Under the law, possession of 100 marijuana plants received the same penalty as possession of 100 grams of heroin. A later amendment established the three strikes in your out policy, requiring life sentences for repeat drug offenders. In the wake of the law... I'm two strikes away, (sighs) and I'm worried. Uh, At the time of the law's enactment in 86, there were roughly 400,000 inmates in America's prison system. By 2015, uh, the population had nearly quadrupled to a peak of almost 1.5 million. Marijuana arrests factored heavily in this increase, accounting for more than half of all drug arrests, mostly for possession... African Americans were and still continue to be arrested at dramatically higher rates than whites, despite similar rates of usage, according to the ACLU. Hmm. So yeah, these drug laws just really fucked over minority communities, and they were pushed by uh, Biden. They've been pushed by Clinton. Yeah, I mean it's just a long line of just. Towing the line. Shitty towing yeah. the line, yep. yep. So, yeah, that's the story of Victor Licata, the uh, axe murderer who had some problems, clearly, yeah. and was used as the poster child for I'd the like to try that. I'd like to try that strain, that axe murderer strain. Whatever, whatever he was on, man, the dream sounded crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, he might have uh, he might have had some, like, LSD uh, laced. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm kind of with you where it seems... I've had LSD-laced mushrooms, which is a weird thing to do because mushrooms are supposed to make you trip, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I ate them, and I, expecting the mushroom trip, had a total fucking LSD trip. It was pretty awful. So the LSD overpowered the mushrooms? Yeah. Or maybe the combination of them led to, the, led to a bad trip. I don't know, but it was one of my worst trips. I didn't I didn't axe murder anybody. Well, but, that you know of. <laughs> yeah. I played uh, King Griffey baseball on Nintendo. and. Were you actually playing Nintendo Griffey baseball, or were you swinging an axe at someone's oh, head? Oh, I don't know. King Griffey. Wait, the King Griffey on Super Nintendo? 64. Oh. Jesus, I wasn't tripping when I was like... Well, I, I, well, I mean, I have a 64. I have a Super Nintendo now. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. But this is like when it was... King Griffey Jr. was winning a run on Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. Or it was either winning a run or Magic or Major League Baseball. They had two of them. One is super good. The one on 64 is really like, muscles fun. muscles are huge. Oh, and yeah. Everybody looks... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you killed somebody in your dream. All right. Or your trip. Well, uh, yeah, I got blamed on the drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, kind of like you said... It's uh, kind of hard to believe that a five foot eight, yeah. hundred and some pound guy murders five people with an axe. Because yeah, I, f- I would think the first wing is not going to be 
I couldn't imagine your very first axe swing to someone's head is going to be a death blow. Like, like you're just lopping off heads. Yeah, I feel like you're right. going to be a little timid at first and just. I've tried to axe wood, you know, like I missed okay. more than I didn't. So you're like, where is this going? Yeah, I've tried copper. Why did axe. you bring an axe tonight? I like it. It's a nice axe. Yeah, yeah it's not easy to just fucking like cut. It's not like in cartoons and stuff where somebody swings an axe and they lop off a head. Yeah. Like, you're probably not cutting through the whole thing with one swipe. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, so, it'd be, yeah, it'd be hard to kill five people. Yeah. I mean, but if they have two bathrooms, who knows how big this house is? <laughs> ah, man. It's probably huge. <laughs> probably a big Maybe, house. Yeah, it could have been sneaking around on people. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm going with your, I don't know. I'm I The mafia thing has some leverage. Uh, uh, but, you know, who knows? Or he just... Heavy sleepers, different rooms. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe he did something to them before. Made, like, snuck some weed into them. Something, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, you know, that's his story. His, Good to get back to some murder. His, his really, story he really helped brought it. fuel the drug war. Uh-huh. So he I'm was, a victim of that drug war. You are. Yeah, me and Victor are kind of like a... Uh, Family tree, somehow. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cut from the same cloth. Right. You know, just some sweet, sweet boys. Just nope. trying, you I know. wouldn't ask murder anybody. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Well, man, do you have, uh, what are we calling this? We're calling this uh, Joel's Feel Goods? <laughs> Joel's Feel Goods. Yeah. Sure. I just have a couple stories that I thought maybe. New uh, little segment here. Joel's Feel Goods. Yeah. You know, we, we went back to murder. That was a pretty good murder story. But these are stories that don't involve murder. All right. Uh, the first uh, little story is Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Rabbit <laughs> Hash, Kentucky. I like it. It's a population of 2000. Or <laughs> in 2018, it had okay. a population of 426. That's it. Small town. It's, up there. it's on the Ohio River. Um, Sounds nice. But they just got a new mayor. Uh, and the new mayor is a six, six-month-old French bulldog named Wilbur. <laughs> yeah. A six-month-old bulldog. Named In fact, Wilbur. Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, has never had an actual human as the mayor. Okay. The tradition emerged in the late 90s. They just thought it would be, you know, like a fun way to, I guess. Show how useless mayors are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. And uh, Wilbur's actually the fifth dog mayor. All you right. know, big pause to fill, too. Okay, yeah. Big pause to yeah. fill. Uh, let's see. The first mayor was a uh, dog named Goofy. You know, I don't. I don't think it was the one from Mickey Mouse. But you know, can you say that for sure? <laughs> nope, nope. I couldn't find it in my story. The most recent was a pit bull named Bryn. B r y n n, like Brian Bryn. <laughs> okay, like how's but it spelled? B r y n n was the ma- before yeah, like Bryn. before Wilbur. That was Bryn, and he was uh, mayor for four years. Oh, who's a good mayor? Oh, he's a brush. <laughs> he was a pit bull. Okay. And uh, and they say, although it's not political, the vote is always concised with the presidential election. Oh, all right. Yeah. So that's so Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. But, unfortunately, a whistleblower stunned the town when after the election. Do you know what they revealed? Oh, did the mayor go poop on the carpet again? The mayor <laughs> pooped on the carpet. Oh, who's a, did he rub his face in it? He also had uh, uh, dead cats votes for him. Ah, yeah. Ah. Even though the, even though the population is only four hundred twenty six, he got a thousand votes. He rigged the election. Yep. They put him down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, he was a good boy. He was until he wasn't until he yeah. tried to steal the election. It went to his head. 
It went to his head. He wanted to be mayor that bad. Man, it's rough to be mayor. Politics. It's a Politics. dirty game. It's a dirty yep. game. It's a dirty game. Oh, so that was pretty feel good. the mayor pooped on the carpet. He's, he's still a good boy. <laughs> if you look it up, the, you should put a picture of Wilbur up. That, that last part didn't really happen. Well, that, that's us having fun. Uh, I remember. I do remember reading <laughs> that. That dog's isn't that fun? I do remember reading that story because I was like, I want to live there. Yeah. Yeah, a dog mayor? Yeah. Fuck yeah. But I think then, they had like a chicken as a mayor once. I remember, remember this is story. the story I read was that might be a different town. This one says <laughs> okay. it's always been a dog. There's been five oh, dog mayors. Okay. There's a town somewhere that has animal like a different animal uh-huh. every year. There was like a chicken once. Wow. Yeah. Like I want to live in one of these towns. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really cool. They they smoke weed in that town. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey man, dog's mayor. <laughs> 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 the next story uh, happens in Ogden, Utah. Ogden, Utah. Five-year-old Adrian Zamparipa. Zamparipa. Z-A-M-P-A-R-R-I-P-A. Adrian. I was calling him Yeah, I was calling him Yo, Adrian. Um, Little five-year-old Adrian got pulled over in Utah. All right. After driving two miles through town and actually got on the Interstate 15. Five years old. Five years old. Adrian's sister. How far out of town? He drove two miles two through, miles. through, through town, town. Okay. to get to the interstate. Okay. Adrian's sister was babysitting and fell asleep, and Adrian just grabbed the keys and got in the car and was, like, basically standing. They said, like, when the cop pulled him over, uh, he was basically, like, just leaned, you know, against the front of the seat. Oh, he was putting out He was putting out, uh, putting out signals, just, like, leaning up against the car? He was driving, but the way he was driving, he wasn't sitting. He was like standing, like oh, trying to reach the pedals. With I thought you were saying like toes. when the cops found him, he was, like, <laughs> the car was parked. And he was like yeah. leaning against the car, like "What up, bitches?" Yeah, he's like, "You, what's up? I've been expecting you." Yeah. So his sister fell asleep. He stole the keys, and apparently, the Adrian had never driven before. He said, well, that's "Is what he told crazy. the police." But he also told the police he was headed to California to purchase a Lamborghini. <laughs> Okay. And they said that he had $3 in his little five-year-old wallet. Yeah. I mean, if any car salesman does not sell this adorable little bastard Lamborghini <laughs> for $3. I just drove from Utah to California. I'm five years old. I drove from Utah. <laughs> I'm five. This I'm many. Five. I'm this many. And the cop to gave Adrian credit. He was actually headed in the right direction. Well, <laughs> he was, I like this kid. He was on the way. Um, the cop said he did, he told Adrian that he was a very good driver. <laughs> However, the story took a dark turn oh, no. when they opened up the trunk. Oh, no. And do you know what they found? <sighs> He's five. He wants a three dollar. <laughs> uh, what do five-year-olds do? Uh, Fortnite victims? Like, did he go and find them? He was a uh, drug mule. Ah, <laughs> he ah. had 77 pounds of marijuana. I thought I would the tie, tie this together. Would, that movie, Clint Eastwood was in when he was uh-huh. like an eight-year-old man. Yep, this is the reverse. And he, uh, at that point, Adrian tried to run. Okay. And the cop shot him in the back. Okay, so Adrian's black. Yep. yep okay. <laughs> so we know that much for sure. Uh, context clues. Yeah. And uh, so, and they. Well, five-year-old Adrian doing big things out there. Yep. That's that's pretty. Drove two miles through town, and the cops. There's like video footage from the cops. Cop actually didn't turn his camera off, and like the cop walking up to the car and stuff, and like you see little Adrian driving, or you know, like. What do you even do as a cop? Like, like how? Like yeah, like you walk up to a suspect 
Or, you know, you see a car swerve, the cops said they thought it was an intoxicated driver. Mm -hmm. You know, because obviously he's swerving. He's probably real herky. I can't believe he made it two miles. Right. (laughs) How did he... So you said he was standing? Yeah, like he was kind of standing. Imagine Mini-Me trying to or, uh, <laughs> trying to drive a car. So he's, like, standing on the gas. Yeah, like his little yeah, butt's, like, like leaning against now. the okay. front. So he's not really sitting on the seat. Yeah. He's probably standing there trying to look up over the steering wheel. He made it two miles and onto the interstate. Because <laughs> he wanted to go to California to buy a Lamborghini with $3 in his pocket. Well. I'm... And uh, the sister, who's, I guess, is, like, 15, they were like interviewed her. And she's like, I can't even drive. <laughs> I'm a girl. So Adrian's got the biggest balls of any five-year-old I've ever met or heard of. Yeah, I mean, he's got more balls than brains, that's for sure. Yeah. But those are my feel-goods. All right, I liked them. I feel yeah. better. Just quick little stories. I felt better than I did when we started. So yeah. Mission accomplished with Joel's feel-goods. Aw, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, so hope you guys dug this one. Uh, we'll be back next week with a movie review. And I think I'm going to bring the next story. A mammer. Yep. And yeah, then Joel after that, Joel will have the next story. Uh-huh. Uh maybe we'll do maybe we'll do Reefer Madness. That's the next movie review. So I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't uh-huh. remember much about it. Well, you're probably high when you're watching I, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but I don't know. We'll be back next week with the movie review. Uh until then, make sure you're following us on all the things. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. I drive a blue Kia Forte, just follow me around town. <laughs> follow Joel. Stalk me, man. I need it. Uh we might start doing some gaming stuff. Uh, I did uh, Phasmophobia yep. on Twitch the other night with uh, and our I bailed. Paul, number one dad, PG is how you can find him on Twitch. Uh, it was fun. Uh-huh. It was like uh, you you pick which uh, ghost story or like what location you want to go look for ghosts at, uh-huh. and like you uh, you have all the equipment like EMF readers. And thermal lights and voice boxes and things like that. And you got to go into the house and try to capture evidence. That there's a ghost. But then, like, all of a sudden the ghost will start hunting you. Oh. And you've got to, like, hide. And I was terrible with the, the controls. So did you have to use a control at the keyboard or did you yeah. have a control? So how would two players do that? Well, so Just like, take turns? No, no, no. Like you're both playing oh. at the same time. Okay. Like multiplayer. Okay. But, like, yeah, I could not. Like, I would get stuck on doors. <laughs> it was not good. So I got killed a couple times. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a fun game. But cool. then I, f- I found out that my computer is not really built to run it. Uh-huh. Uh, my computer's a couple years old. So it's like, a podcast computer. There was a lot of lag. Yeah. But, uh, we might do some stuff where, uh, I got a lot of, uh, retro games. Yep. Um, so we might cool. start doing, I'll be doing some Twitch stream stuff with it. You guys can follow. Uh, I'll try to get Joel over here to do some of it too. But that is, uh, at twitch.tv backslash Jameson Tiger. Uh, J-A-M-E-S-O-N-T-I-G-R. Jameson Tiger. Jameson Tiger. It's my, uh, I use it for a couple things. I needed a, I needed a username one night, so I looked at my desk, and I had a bottle of Jameson. Uh-huh, and you're and a little I tiger. Had, no, that I had. Oh, I remember your tiger you had I used here. to have a little plastic tiger. Yeah. So, yeah, I made, uh, so it's Jameson Tiger. Uh, and I made a recently made. I didn't think that I could lose any more respect for you. I'm fine with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I already told you that my... AOL and some messenger screen name used to be uh, Slurpee, emo flavored Slurpee. So I mean, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't fall. That harder. was rock bottom for my. That was rock bottom. You. Yeah. yeah okay. So <laughs> I don't mind going, you know, wherever. Uh, this might make you lose more self respect or more respect for me. I also went ahead here the past week 
made a TikTok. Oh. Same name, Jameson Tiger. Uh, doing some dumb videos on there. So check those out. Now, TikTok's like where it can only be... It can be f- anywhere from 15 seconds to 60 seconds. Okay. And there Vine are... was kind of like that, too, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Vine was, I think, all Six? 15 seconds okay. or seven seconds. Yeah, it wasn't long. It was something... I didn't appreciate Vine until it was gone. And then okay. I started watching compilation videos. Uh-huh. And, like... So tic- it's gone now? Yeah, it's, oh. yeah, they got rid of it. So TikTok's the new... Okay. There's shit on... Like, I laugh. I started following because of an account about a, a groundhog. Um, <laughs> these people just have a pet groundhog that lives in their backyard. Oh, cool. Like, it's a wild groundhog, uh-huh. but it just started, like, coming up to them. So there's all these videos of them, like, of it eating, and it's Aww. the most adorable Aww. thing ever. So I started, like, the TikTok just to follow these animals uh-huh. doing crazy things. And then, like, there are so many fucking funny people. Like, it's ridiculous how many people in the world are so much funnier uh-huh. than I am. Uh, but so I, started, I believe it. I started, thank you, man. <laughs> so I I started following a bunch of those, but then I so I've made a couple of my own little videos. Cool. Uh, and I'll be keep. So how can they find you on TikTok? So you just search for the name Jameson. Tiger. Oh yeah, Jameson Tiger. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to follow along on that, um, let's TikTok together. Let's let's do a TikTok do you have video. One? No. Okay. Yeah, I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll make one. Sometime yeah, I'll then. jump on your on yours. Uh, yeah, we'll do a little video. <laughs> I was like, no, for the podcast. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to accuse you of such things. <laughs> Uh, I'm social media at my max. Like I'm Twitter, right, Facebook, and Instagram, and I can't. I hear you. You're uh, not on a parlor. You don't. You're not on parlor. No, I don't think white people are really much better than anybody else. I think we're all pretty. Yeah, equal. I also don't ever want to join a group that's just white people. <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, I'm saying you know, parlor's mostly racist people. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's I kind do. of that's kind of the vibe I've been getting. No, it from definitely me. is. Okay. It's, yeah, a bunch of white nationalists. Yeah, well, I can't. I can't talk about how much I hate everyone on Facebook and. Yeah. Facebook is trying to censor my shit. And they've already, they said that Parler is. Where I called Carmela Harris a, <laughs> you know, a, a slut or something. And How, now I'm not, it's now they're trying to arrest me for it. <laughs> Take away my goddamn guns. I, I guess on Parler too, you have to like give a driver's license or something like that. Like I saw, I don't know. I just see people's posts about it. But I think like it's, it's like I've, I've seen people's like theories that like, they made it just so they can track these people too, because like that's why you have to Maybe, give so much information. But I think to it's start been around it. for a while. Oh yeah, okay. It's been around for a little bit. It used to be used like uh, forget. Um, and you're on there as porcelain tiger. Porcelain tiger. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's very white tiger. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not on there. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, there was somebody that used it like that was predominantly using this app, and I forget who it was, but like it has to suck for them. Now that it's a fucking white yeah. nationalist, like, Nazi <laughs> chat room, basically. It's like a Ted Nugent fan club Yeah, now. yeah. Whoever, I forget what group it was that was using it for stuff, but they've got to be like, ah, shit, yeah. time to move on. Yeah. Maybe, what was WWF's, WWE's uh, app there for a while they were using? Remember when they would have, like, it was like a video, it was like a Vine. Oh, yeah. What I was that called? I don't know. Uh... Shit. Uh, can't they push that thing so hard. They push it, it was just like, like oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I never had that. Uh, but yeah, so you can find us on, you can find me on there. Jameson Tiger. Not Parlor. Not Parlor. No. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok yeah. and Twitch. Um, But yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please uh, leave us five stars. Uh, give us five stars. Leave us a little review. 
Uh, and again, thanks to don't Noah. Don't leave us less than four stars. Right. If you leave us like, less... If you hate this, just just leave a, give us four, and we'll know that you hate us. I mean, if you leave us less than five stars, I, you know, I'm personally offended. Yeah. And I'm taking it I'd be okay personal. with four. I, I, I think we're you solid. You have low quality. You we're, have low solid, we're a solid four-star show. <laughs> yeah. You I take mean, that blanket off, we might get to a fifth star. We'd be but, a three yeah. for middle age. If I had hair, we would definitely be a solid five-star right. show. We'd be, we'd be six. Yeah, oh, we'd yeah. be six stars. You'd have to invent a number higher than five. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, thanks, Noah, for the for the listener submitted story. Yeah, Noah, thanks. Uh, again, if you guys want us to read a story that you have, uh, shoot us an email. Middle-aged. Or just shoot us. Mediocre at gmail.com. Please, just shoot us. Uh, shoot us where we can come back and do an episode about it, though. Oh, yeah, ghost us. I want to use our, our, well, no, we wouldn't be ghosts. Oh. <laughs> Did you say ghost us? Yeah, make us ghosts. <laughs> we could I mean, yeah, let's do that. Let's see if we can podcast as ghosts, because that sounds awesome. Uh, you got anything else? No. No, that's about it from you. Wait, my mouth froze up. That's about it from you, isn't it? Ghosts. <laughs> All right, we'll say goodnight, Joel. Uh, goodnight, Joel.